All right, mama, you started your business because you're great at what you do and you want to do it on your terms. Hello, freedom and flexibility. But you're a couple of years in, handcuffed your biz more overwhelmed than ever. You feel like you're not doing anything well at work or with your fam. If that's you, stay tuned. I'm Ridhu Parikh, mom of two, wife of one, former professional organizer turned productivity pro, here to help women like you with growing businesses stop drowning and start controlling all your demands and distractions. Welcome to Productivity on Purpose. Girl, friend, how are you? I hope you're having a fantastic week. I want to thank you for spending your precious time with me and let's jump in. Do you want to know one of the biggest, most prominent, most debilitating reasons why we don't hit our goals fast enough? Why we sit in overwhelm? Why we feel scattered? Why we feel behind? Why we start telling ourselves and start actually believing that we'll never catch up? I'm just not good at this. I'm always going to be days and months and weeks behind. You want to know what that is? You want to know where that comes from? It is a result of taking on an all or nothing mentality. Hear me. Have you ever thought this? If I can't work out for an hour, I may as well not work out or even think about working out today. If I can't put this marketing piece or offering our service out in the world perfectly, I may as well not do it at all. I'll just do it later, right? Not right now. I'll do it later. Or um, if I don't have two days to get this organizing project done, it's just not worth even starting. Let me continue to procrastinate this for another two weeks, two months, two years. Now, your brain might not be telling you that. It probably is not. But that's what the result is, isn't it? Why do we do this? This all or nothing thinking refers to thinking in extremes. Like you're either a success or you're a failure. You're either going to do it all right now or you can't do it at all. You're either going to have the time, you know, slot it out for the whole day or you may as well not get started. Right? You either got to go for 60 minutes or just give it up. Right? Your performance is either totally good or totally bad. <laughs> and if you are not perfect, then maybe it's just not worth doing or it's a little bit of a disaster. This way of thinking does not account for shades of gray. Shades of gray is like, what's about, what about the in-between? And this can be responsible for a great deal of negative thinking about yourself, a great deal of perfectionism, a great deal of procrastination, and a great deal even of people-pleasing. This thinking distortion can disrupt attempts to change your behavior, right? Like, let's say you want to go on a diet, you want to stick to a diet, and if you think about your diet in all or nothing terms, it's likely that one little indiscretion is going to derail all of your effort for the day or the week, right? Because anything short of 100%, well, it may as well just be zero. So if you stick to your diet 90% of the time, that all or nothing thinking will have you believe that you've totally failed and that you might as well eat whatever you want. So if you've been pretty good till like three o'clock that day, you stayed on your plan and then you whatever, you grab something that was not on the plan. You grab the donut, you grab the cookies, you had a slice of cake, whatever. And then you're like, oh, screw it. I'll just eat whatever I want the rest of the day, right? It's this all or nothing mentality. I just recently did a training at an awesome PR firm a couple of weeks ago, uh, women-led, mostly pretty much all women there. It was specifically on focus and avoiding distractions and reading, reaching your goals. 
And one of the questions I got from a woman in the organization was about how to calm herself down mentally and emotionally. She was saying that she could actually stay pretty well-focused at work. She could plow through her work. She could stay on task. So that wasn't the issue for her. But she was like, how do I relieve the mental stress, the mental pressure that I put on myself like throughout the day? And at the end of the day, I'm just so burnt like mentally. So I touched upon a few simple strategies like, how about when you're at your desk, do a one-minute deep breathing. And I personally think these are great to do with an actual, like, like put your AirPods in and listen to something because they just make you, the you, you hear it. You're like three you know, breaths in, three breaths out. It just makes me, it just makes me do it better, but you obviously just do it on your own. Or similarly, there are affirmations or like short little meditations. You can listen to anywhere from 60 minutes to, you know, maybe five minutes at work or seven minutes at night or seven minutes in the morning. So I'm actually going to link to an episode I did on meditating. I use Insight Timer. So it's actually a really good follow-up to this, just to how you can make it super easy and not overwhelming. But anywho, the whole point is that she was so relieved to hear that I was not recommending that she needs to sit still or in silence for 30 minutes or 60 minutes or even 20 minutes. She said, you know, I've always heard such great things about meditating and I've been wanting to try it, but I just shut down when I think of 30 minutes sitting still or even 20 minutes sitting still. The idea of just five minutes kind of broke the barrier of that all or nothing mentality, right? All of a sudden she was like, oh, I have permission to do that because I was always thinking in black or white, so obviously, when you're in this all or nothing mentality, whatever realm it's in, whether it's something at home or in your business, you procrastinate, right? All the things you know you should be doing, you want to be doing, you can be doing in your personal life, in your professional life, they just get put off because you're waiting for, well, I can't just, just do a little bit. I got to do all of it, right? At another time or when everything's perfect or when it's right. And you end up feeling really frustrated, you're annoyed, start having self-deprecating thoughts that you can't get stuff done. Why does it take me so long? Why can't I figure this out? Why am I always behind? It's nonsense. Nonsense, girl. Listen, (laughs) we've got to stop this vicious cycle. I'm going to give you three ways, I guess, three strategies to start moving on these goals and feel accomplished every dang day as you deserve to be. Okay. So three of them, you know what I'm going to do at the end? I'm going to ask you to choose one, like which one resonated with you the most? And say, okay, can I just focus on this one? Because I've got to get out of this. And I, I feel like every human I know falls into this in some realm, like some space that they're just like, if I can't do it this way, I just can't do it all right now. Let me just procrastinate. I'll do it later. Right. And we want to stop that because it's just holding us back. So let's start with number one. The first one I've actually already touched upon. So I'm not going to spend a lot of time on this, but it's important to just really think about how this plays into your day-to-day life. And the, the first one this first antidote or this first strategy to this distortion thinking is making an effort to look for shades of gray. Where do you think black and white? If I can't do it this way, then I can't do it at all, right? If I don't work out for the whole time, I can't even walk for 10 minutes. It's just not worth it. That's black and white. Make an effort to look for shades of gray. To recognize one brownie isn't going to erase the success I've had with watching what I've eaten all day or all week. It's not a big deal, right? I made significant changes. 
I make significant progress and I cannot expect that things are always going to go perfectly. It's not. And so if you, if you intentionally look for shades of gray, if you intentionally identify where you're thinking black and white, it's going to help you move forward and kind of get out of this all or nothing mentality, which is what we're talking about here. Like it's, a, I keep saying is this distortion thinking. It's really holding you back. It's vicious. So start identifying that. Like where am I feel like is this or that? And then where can I find something that's a little nudge, a little move, a little uh, just progress? Can I just make a dent? I need to find a shade of gray. Okay. So number two, kind of just said this a little bit too, but this is a, this is pretty different. I love this strategy because this is also relates to how you're thinking. It has all to do with your mentality, but it also is a very verbal thing. So if you're like, if you latch on to verbal cues, or if you can catch yourself verbally saying something or non-verbally thinking it, you know, it's a really easy way to sort of identify. So I, when I was just saying, identify the black and white. Sometimes you're like, well, how do I do that? Okay, well, this one will help you. And this is to replace or with and, okay, or with and. So here's like some examples of what you might be thinking. Um, if you get up late, let's say you put your alarm, you snoozed, and then you wake up, you think, oh, well, I can either wash my hair this morning, so I got to play, or go work out, right? I can do either or, because now, now I'm 15 minutes later. And I'm probably just going to go wash my hair because that the workout's not the thing I want to do. I can either have a dinner party, even though my house is a bit of a disaster, or I can wait until we renovate the kitchen. I can sell this product or service or offering, even though it's no one's ever bought it before, it's kind of in a beta stage, or I can wait until the third iteration is done and we have more research. I can jump on this Facebook or Instagram live, even though I might sound or look like a dope, right? <laughs> or I can wait until I feel really confident about how I sound and like what I look like. And after I lose a few pounds, I'm getting my hair and makeup done really well. Right? These are all ors. Ors keep you safe. Ors keep you stuck because you're always going to choose the more comfortable choice, right? You, can, you have an option. Is this or that? Well, let me choose the one that sounds that fits really cozy and really easy and that I'm comfortable with and I'm used to doing. So the or always is going to keep you in that all or nothing. Okay. So now move your thinking, move your language, move your words, move your statements, just move your mentality to and. So let's try it again. So you get up late, you snooze, I mean, you snooze in the morning, you're 15 minutes behind and you wake up and you can think, I can wash my hair this morning and go for a 20 minute walk, right? Not the 60 minutes I had planned, not the 60 minute workout, the 45 minutes, but a 20 minute walk. I can have the dinner party, even though my house is a bit of a disaster and still renovate the kitchen. It's not one or the other. We can still be moving, right? I can sell this product service offering, even though it's in a beta stage, no one's ever bought it before. And I can keep developing it and get more research along the way. I can jump on this Facebook or Instagram live, even though I might sound or look like a dope <laughs> and I can keep doing them. So I feel really confident about how I sound and what I look like in the future. Okay. Do you see the difference there? And statements provide continuity. It's got continuous movement. It's flow. Whereas or statements are limited and they're constricting and they are all or nothing. Right? I can either do this or that. 
instead of an and is, well, how can I do both? Can I move a little bit, make a little progress, make the dent, right? Find the shade of gray because every time I do an or, I'm putting off something else I really should be doing. I'm going to fall into the comfort of the thing I already do, or that's just really easy for me. And we all know nothing awesome happens inside your comfort zone, or a better way to say that is all the awesome happens outside your comfort zone. So change those words and that thinking from or to and. And number three, third strategy. Now, this one requires a little bit more like, and these are all related. I think all three of these, uh, because they're just, it's about how your thinking is, your mentality, but this one's a little bit more tangible, like the last one, you know, kind of changing your language. But this, you might want to grab a piece of paper, honestly, and go make two columns. And this is how, I think this is such a good exercise. I do this one, I do this from time to time when I'm finding myself in really limiting beliefs. And so I think it's a great thing if you're driving or walking, obviously not a good time, but come back to this, grab a piece of paper, make two columns on the left column, just write the word fact, right? Or uh, I'd say fact or assumption. And that's the left column, the right column, right? Possibility. Okay. So the, the strategy is basically list out your facts and assumptions versus your possibilities. So in the left, we're going to put these ideas that you have determined to be fact. Like they are so um, just true in your mind. They're as true as today is Monday. Today actually is Monday when I'm recording this. You're like, this is true. This is the truth. Or I'm holding up five fingers right now. I have five fingers. That is a fact. These are basically stories you tell in yourself, but you've convinced yourself are facts. Okay. So that's what's going to go on the left. And I'll go through examples. And on the right, the possibilities, you're going to write down what could possibly be true. Go wild with these possibilities. A lot of times it's something you even know to be true, but you don't want to believe it. Sometimes you don't necessarily have the evidence or proof, but you just know because you're a smart person that it can't be true, but we've convinced ourselves it's true. Okay. Let me just give you examples here. Okay. So let's say the thought that you have is, um, you know, none of these, a certain type of company or clients are going to hire me or will work with me because I don't have XYZ experience. Okay. So that's the story. That's what you have on your left, in the left of the column. That's your, the truth that you have told yourself, I guess. That's your, you know, fact. The possibility might be, well, first of all, I always say, is it true? Like has no client ever in the history of business hired someone that doesn't have the exact experience that they're looking for, like that they say they need? Is that, is that actually a fact? No, they hire people all the time. Or maybe it's another possibility. It could be there's a certain type of client that is actually looking exactly for my type of experience. And so I'd be the perfect fit. Or they worked with someone, another, another client or company worked with someone with that type of experience. It wasn't what they wanted. And now they want my type of experience. I don't know. There's like a hundred different possibilities But when you actually start writing them down, when you start brainstorming, you honestly look at your story, you're like, that is ridiculous. Why am I holding myself to that belief? It's just something I've convinced myself of. So I'm going to give you a really personal example. I've mentioned before, my son is actually, as of right now, he just graduated. So exciting. He's going to college, my sweetie pie. He's my oldest, my first firstborn, my first one to leave. I will be really heartbroken in August when we have to drop them off. Right now, it's all parties and fun. So I'm doing okay, in case you're wondering. But I'll tell you the one for my son's recent college application process. Um, there were certain schools that are kind of reach, reach schools, right? That he was like, I'm not even applying to it because you have to have 
uh, a perfect 4.0 to apply to this school, right? At least like that's our average and their SATs are like perfect SATs, all these different things, right? And he was like, I'm just not even going to apply. That was like the story that it seems like a fact. I get it. But that's sort of like the fact or the assumption that he had. And we were like, hold on, hold on a second. Are you telling me that no one ever, if that's the average, that means I guess 50% actually have below that. Um, and are you telling me that no one ever has gotten accepted to that college based on you know, every, their activities and their leadership and all the other million things of sports that didn't have exactly the 4.0 and like the 1600 ACT? Are you actually telling me that that's a fact, that they have written this down, that you have proof? And it was like, no, 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 right? And like, okay, well, what's the possibility? The possibility could be all your other activities or all your other merits that you have are going to outweigh that, let's say your 3.9 or whatever it is, right? Or let's say that they, uh, the possibility is they need more boys from the South or the possibility is someone just reads your essay and they completely connect to it. And they're like, he's in. I mean, there's a million possibilities, right? And so kind of going through that exercise got him out of that limiting belief. And this all circles back to this all or nothing mentality in just a very day-to-day way for you. Like, you know, again, going back to the beginning of this episode, some of those examples was like, if I don't have, you know, four hours or eight hours to work on this project, well, I'm just not even going to start it because I can't get through it unless I'm completely focused and concentrated. So I'm going to wait until I get a half a day or a full day free. Yeah. Like when's that ever going to happen? And is that really the truth? Can you really not get started? Is that just a story you're telling yourself? Or is the truth is, you know what? I've done many projects I've had to break down before. Yes. It'll be a little bit annoying, maybe starting and stopping, but I'll start getting through it. Um, many people have had, don't have a full day to get through their projects. So they have to break it down. Right. There's so many possibilities Stop limiting yourself. Okay, let me do one more here. And I hear this from, um, actually, just was working with a client who uh, really wants to do more social media, have some more social media presence um, and get really be, be on more of the lives. It just doesn't feel like she just has a presence and so it's truly limiting her in, in her ability to get clients. And I, we kind of posed, went through this exercise together and I was like, where exactly in the business handbook, does it say that you have to be on an IG live or all the places to get clients? Like, could you please show it to me? Show me the handbook, show it to me. So I can like, look at, look it up in the encyclopedia and Wikipedia. So I know that's the only way to get clients because, you know, the possibility might be, you might meet somebody at a networking group. You might meet somebody that um, uh, you might could reach out to all your past clients and get referrals. You might, Uh, go speak in front of a large crowd of your perfect audience, right? There's so many other possibilities. If you're hating this and you're never doing it and it's just killing you, why are you so stuck on this is the only idea? Because now you're just like ruminating on that idea. So so in that um, context, I just recently hired someone to do all our outdoor landscaping, power washing, everything, like based on a text from a friend, a text. I did not look up their social. I didn't look at their website and anything. I literally got a referral from a friend, which by the way, wasn't even like some amazing referral. I was like, Hey, do you have someone who can do this for me? She said, Hey, here's someone I know. And that was it. She forwarded me his info. I called him. We texted, he came over, gave me a quote and I'm done. And I'm writing him a check. Okay. So that's when I tell her this, I'm like, see the possibilities. Like, why are we telling ourselves there's only a certain way, but these are stories that we make up. Okay, so I don't know, maybe he is on all the socials or maybe he just runs his business off his phone and calls and texts. I don't freaking know. 
But I do know that I too have stories all the time, all the time. And I have to catch myself. I believe it to be fact in my head. I believe that for you know whatever reasons, like this is how it is. And then, and then of course, you know, you start thinking, no, I'm not the only business woman in the world that this is the only way that it happened. That you know, I'm not the special unicorn. And back to my son's example with college, you know, there were some schools that he or other students who were quote unquote not qualified got in. So it happens. So let's stop limiting ourselves. Okay, one more that I hear a lot, and I, I want to mention this one because this I think might be the most uh, relevant and the most common one that I hear a lot. A lot of my clients say what holds them back um, and keeps them back so far and keeps them drowning and keeps them scattered all the time is that they can't delegate certain tasks, right? Like this is a fact. <laughs> they this is they're like no 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 that's not possible. I can't do that. I'm a special unicorn apparently in my business, my circumstance, so I cannot delegate. Let's say social media because no one gets my voice. Or I can't delegate the writing because no one can replicate my style. Or I can't delegate the coaching because clients are hiring me to do it, to work with me. So I can't do it, give it to someone else. Or I can't delegate like the financials because I don't want anyone to know my business. Or I can't delegate my emails. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. I get so much pushback on all the things that we have they, convince ourselves that we cannot do, right? It's that assumption story that we've told ourselves and convinced yourself. It's a fact. Like today is Monday is a fact. Like I'm holding up five fingers as a fact. You have so much conviction around this belief that there's no other option. So it automatically puts you in an all or nothing mentality. But what if there was, what if there was another way? What if there were other options? And believe me, there are. That's where the second column comes into play. Are you actually telling yourself that no one, no other business owner has even ever delegated social media or writing or financials or their email without success? Not one woman business owner ever? Is this really a fact? No, it's a belief. It's an assumption. It's really a lie we've convinced ourselves to believe because it puts us back in the, wait for it, let's circle back to this, the or language. Yes. It makes it so much easier to make a choice, right? Because you limit yourself. Now you're like, oh, this is just not possible because of such and such fact that I've made up in my head. I already know this to be true. So I can either do this or I can do that. And let me just fall into the one that's really comfortable. Okay, so stop it. Stop limiting your actions based on your limiting beliefs. Stop confusing assumptions with real true facts. And then my friend, my sweet dear, you will stop this procrastinating, this perfecting, and even that people-pleasing. In summary, all or nothing thinking is a subtle voice in the brain, right? It's messages can often feel like reality. We are definitely inclined to believe like thoughts that we think we have proof of, right? So like we feel like the evidence is there. This hasn't worked before or... You know, my brain is telling me I need the whole day before I can get started on this. I can't just do a few minutes. Um, I can't just do a 10-minute workout when I, when I was supposed to do 60 minutes, right? It's like, we feel like we have this evidence, but it's this mental filtering that, you, that we need to do, that we need to get awareness of, that we need to just make part of our like day-to-day thinking because otherwise it's going to ruin our confidence, our ability to move forward, our progress. Right? This trick to dismantling this all or nothing thinking is to 
really reward ourselves for progress, not perfection. We don't have to do everything right all the time. We also don't have to do everything at a certain time. We also don't have to do everything when it's the right time or waiting around for the perfect time, the right opportunity. What we have to focus on is just to continue to grow and progress. Progress versus perfection, my friend. Always progress versus perfection. Okay. So, damn, I don't know how long I went on there for, but that is a wrap. But let me quickly recap this for you because you know what I want you to do. We've got to pick one. So the three game-changing strategies to let go of this everyday belief, this all-or-nothing mentality that keeps you stuck in procrastination and it really keeps you from reaching your goals across your business and your personal life are number one, identify the shades of gray. Number two, replace or with and. And number three, List out your facts or like the assumptions I'm going to say, but you think are facts versus the possibilities. All right. You know, I always love to leave you with a challenge. You have spent your precious time with me. So let's make this 100% worth it. So today's action is to stop letting your all or nothing mentality hold you back from the smallest to the largest of tasks and things, whether it's going to work out or making a good food choice or moving on a marketing strategy or new business idea or writing a tough email. And to make it more tangible, pick one. Pick one of the three. We just went through one of the strategies. Focus on that one and you too are going to see incredible results. All right. right. How was that for your inspiration today? Listen, it doesn't stop here. I also want you to get your hands on a free training called Go From Scattered to a Plan That Actually Sticks. Five must-dos to take back control of your time, especially if you're already overwhelmed and overstretched. I'm going to walk you through exactly how to get control of your week and your time. So come on over if you haven't gotten your hands on it already. Come on over to lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. One word, lifeisorganized.com forward slash best week. I hope I've served you today. I really can't thank you enough for listening and sharing. On that note, if you haven't had a chance to rate or review or share this episode with someone you think you could really benefit from it, please do so. As always, you are the best for showing up here. I thank you from the bottom of my heart for your time, loving vibes, positive energy, and know that I am sending them right back your way. Here's to getting more of the right things done and embracing productivity and purpose. I'll catch you next time.